0: Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today, the leader we will be tomorrow.
1: Well, welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Parker. And today we have back with us Jesse. How are you doing, sir?
0: I'm really good, Vince. How are you today?
1: Man, I'm doing good. Uh, Had to bring you back. We had so many people talking about the Gen Z podcast you did, the information. It was so helpful, so thank you for that. But they wanted to know some more. Uh, People had some questions here, and so I know you had some other things that we didn't quite get to. So are you ready to talk about it? Yeah, let's
0: go, Vince. Well, let's go ahead
1: and dive right in. All right. All right, Jesse. So, again, just kind of give us a brief recap of Gen Z, who they are, and we'll get started from there.
0: Yeah, so some of the things we hit on last time is Gen Z are the students who are coming through our doors. They're the kids that we are raising. Uh, the students that we see today, uh, they are some of the most anxious but most driven uh, people in all the world. And they're the, some of the most connected people as well. But it's truly an honor to be able to lead this generation.
1: Okay, that's true. That's true. So tell us, uh, how does Gen Z view morality?
0: Yeah, so... This is something that a lot of people talk about because for Gen Z, they tend to have this thought that's what what is right is simply that thing that doesn't hurt anyone. And there's, a, there's this research company called Barna, and they do a lot of great research. And they seem to have kind of pinpointed why that is. And they say a couple of the reasons are pretty complex, but it includes that the vast amount of information that they have access to is there's so much information that they have access to is one of the reasons. The level of diversity that they're around, one of the things that I thought was interesting just to see the diversity within like our culture now is, is 50 years ago and all the way up since the 1700s, one of the most common. Common, the most common last name was Smith but now today the most common last name is Rodriguez so there's diversity within our culture and generation like never before including in religions and the, one of the other things that we see in Gen Z is that they have an empathy for people who are diverse from them and those are the things that they really wrestle with when it comes to morality and kind of the things that they view as true so one of the things i'm hearing and in all the research that i do and studying and talking to
1: youth pastors uh, around the world is gen z is basically like the first global generation like whatever happens in korea happens in the u.s whatever happens in the u.s is happening in spain it's happening in australia it's happening in canada because korean pop music is a great perfect mm-hmm. example of that it's at the top of the charts even here in the u.s korean bands tour, uh, things like that that just makes this generation global. Kids around the world are wearing the same thing, dressing the same way. It's no longer what happens in Paris and in New York City then takes a few months or a few years to trickle inward or outward to their closing neighbors, but it's actually happening real world, real time. It's like when I watched the Travis Scott special, Mm -hmm. there were kids
0: in huts in Africa going crazy, crazy, It's just insane. Yeah, it's insane. Just to know, like, uh, I think I saw – I know I saw a stat one time that said – by like 2030, 99% of everyone will have a smartphone in their hand. And that doesn't just include the United States. It's not saying, well, that's everywhere. Like Africa, third world Africa, people are going to be having smartphones, being able to have the same access to the things that a teenager in Beverly Hills, the most, one of the most rich places in all the world, and they're going to have the same access as somebody who was raised in third world Africa or even on a remote island just because of the way technology. Is going and that's creating like you said a global generation of people who dress the same way talk the same way and essentially in some ways think the same way
1: that's insane but yet they each have their own unique identity to to what matters to them what's particularly important to them insane crazy what else you have with this for gen c z gen z yes i don't know who gen c is gen z
0: yeah, we haven't uh, haven't had Gen Z yet. I believe that's coming next, but Gen Z. <laughs> so one of the other things is we tackle with morality is the view that kind of how they view their um, sex and sexuality. And it's really funny the difference from what we as adults might think is totally opposite of what they're actually feeling and they're actually thinking. See, Gen Z actually happens to be one of those moral generations since the baby boomer generation. And what I mean by that is they're abstaining from things like drugs and alcohol, even though we might not feel like that all the time. They are. And they're in like teen pregnancy at is at an all time low because of how generation Z Christian and non-Christian is viewing those things right now. That's
1: crazy. And also to know that I've heard that Gen Z is also uh, the first post Christian in America,
0: uh, generation out there yeah so once again if we go back to that barna research they call generation z the truly post Christian generation and the reason being that is because generations before everyone would say I belong to a church, Um, maybe it's my granddaddy's church, I've been going here for my entire life, so I call myself Christian. Whether they live that way or not, but we're seeing a generation that's rising up who they don't even call themselves Christians and in fact that basic education of Bible and Christianity isn't even a part of their daily structures. Vince, I'm sure you you might not have always lived the way that God might have called you to, but I'm sure you grew up knowing songs like "Read Your Bible" and pray every day, pray every day, and you pray, 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 or whatever. Like these Sunday school songs, things that were just part of American culture and DNA. They're not anymore.
1: Man, that's crazy to think. That's yeah. insane. So when you talk about morality, uh, I've heard that Gen Z is quick to fight for the rights of everyone. Mm-hmm. As you said, um, they believe if it doesn't hurt anyone, it's okay. But I also found strange is Gen Z is also quick to make fun of or poke fun of people quickly for the same reasons they're defending them.
0: Yeah, it's so crazy to me that somebody might say, you know what, everyone should be accepted. It doesn't matter how what your view on the world is, what color of your skin, but then you go behind their back and they do an Instagram post about that person making fun of that very same thing, and that's why so much more than ever before, students are scared even to say who they are, um, but there's a rally around that to be brave and to stand up and to stand out, and they really grab onto that. But in the same sense, they want to rally around whatever view they have. Um,
1: So that's probably one of the things that leads to anxiety being so high amongst um, uh, Gen Z students because they have a difficult time uh, admitting who they are or even wrestling or struggling with Uh, who God created them to be or what society says they should be. And so that's why I love what we do at Switch is we give students a safe place Mm -hmm. uh, to wrestle with who they are and what God's called them to do and create them to be in this world.
0: Yep, absolutely. I think for us, we never had to worry about uh, sending things over text messages that we were going to regret. We never had to worry about posting something to the internet that we were going to get made fun of, but this generation does. And I... Don't envy that at all, because I'm sure when I was a teenager, I would have made a lot of dumb mistakes if I would have had that opportunity.
1: I am so thankful that there was no Instagram, Facebook, or any of that back when I (laughs) was a teenager, because I can imagine the silly or dumb stuff that I would have posted or sent to other people that years later would have been around that someone can use against me or make me feel bad about. Because with Gen Z, am I correct in saying that one minute they can hear something form an opinion about it and then seconds later post their opinion about it but now that opinion's out there forever even though they might change their mind next week or the Mm -hmm. next day or the next hour but because they want to publish and they want to get their opinions out there they've stated their opinion rather quickly
0: yep and i know that we know that Teenagers are so led by their emotions and their feelings. So in a moment of anger, and a moment of fear, uh, they're going to post something that absolutely they're going to probably regret for days to come. I've sat down with many students who sent a Snapchat or who posted on Instagram, but they took it down later, but they're still facing the effects that they, that they, from that moment, from that moment in the lack of judgment. And for them, it, it's scary.
1: Man, wow. So let's shift gears a little bit. Tell us about Gen Z and when it comes to the Bible.
0: Yeah, so we hit on a few minutes ago a little bit that Gen Z is the first post-Christian generation. And for them, uh, when it comes to studying the Bible and knowing the Bible, that there is definitely evidence of there's, it's way down from generations before. But what's revealing is how confident teens are in the beliefs that they claim to hold, no matter what they are. The Barna Group, again, points out that while Christian teens, they would describe uh, to them their faith as traditional, that their beliefs in all cases are not uh, the same as as those beliefs are. For example, only 98% of US teens who regularly attend church, they agree that Jesus is the divine Son of God. So for Christians, that should be 100% across the board, but only 90%, 98% would say that. Only 63% say that uh, they aren't very sure about this, and 85% agree that Jesus was a real person who was crucified by Rome and was actually physically raised from the dead, but only 60% say they're sure of that. So they are understanding of what the Bible says about who God is, but for some reason they're just not sure that that can be proved and that they can actually rest on those truths right now. And so we
1: want to mention sure that we provide a safe spot, kind of like we talked about last time. We actually didn't talk about often on this podcast, for students to wrestle with that. Because one of the things <laughs> that we're hearing, we're discovering – is that students will go someplace like off to college, join the military, and they'll approach someone and they'll hear that or they'll hear them talk about it and they'll be like, man, I don't believe that's true. And now they find themselves in a safe place to wrestle about it, but they don't have the faith of believing in who Jesus is. And so now they're like, I think I want to walk towards you, not because they initially believe what this other person is saying, but simply because they allow the safe space for them to wrestle what was going on is that, these people were the hands and feet of christ they actually loved them Mm -hmm. and cared for them and cared what their thoughts and opinions are and i think that's probably the biggest thing that we can take away from all this gen z stuff is knowing this knowledge and knowing this information it allows us to not only just meet students where they're at but to have empathy with them to help value what they're thinking have to value their opinions and when we show value to someone we show that we care for them and what's going on in their life. What are your thoughts about that?
0: Yeah, there's nothing greater than ha- making a student feel valued. And that's going to create the space for them. And there's so many, for, for them to wrestle with what they're going through. And there's a lot of different ways that we can do that. And I just say, like, it all starts with just finding out something about that person. Find out something about who they are. Maybe just find out what's their favorite app, because that's something that students can relate to. I love, I love Snapchat. Okay. Find out, how, what, find out something about Snapchat and that you can relate to them so that they know that this is a comfortable and an open place for them to tackle anything that they're going through. Because no longer is it a generation where we can just tell them, well, it's because the Bible says so. They're going to ask, like, why do we have to believe what the Bible says so? And if we allow them to ask those questions, that's where they're going to be able to wrestle and develop and grow in their faith and who they are and have confidence in who God says he is.
1: That's good stuff. Well, Jesse, thank you for coming back again and being on the Switch Leader Podcast. Any final words or final
0: thoughts that you'd like to share with us before we go today? And I just keep, keep going, keep pressing on, keep showing up because I know that your impact as a Switch Leader is going far beyond anything you could ever ask, think, or imagine.
1: Well, I will definitely agree with that, Jesse. Well, thank you for tuning in for the Switch Leader Podcast where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.